Well, we're going to try, because we're going to do a straight-ahead commentary on Hudsucker. Um, so, hey, Fork Buddies. Hey. This is, this, is, this is What the Fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Old TD underscore engagement at gmail.com. I'm at Jason E. Kyle at Twitter. And, oh, yeah. No, so I completely fucked up my intro, because it's LTD underscore engagement on twitter yes at L- yeah whatever and there's no underscore on the instas no no there's no underscore on the instas and there's no um there's no underscore in i basically i was completely inconsistent across the board it's mm. ltd dot engagement at gmail.com oh and of course we're at, on, on what the fork oh yeah what, what the, the fork, fork is consistent what the fork pod is consistent on everything yes it's uh email twitter instagram and uh I don't know. Um, I was going to try to make up some form of social media that doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> it just wasn't. <laughs> okay, no. No. Uh, but so we're still in hiatus mode. Yep. Uh, hiatus port, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or if you won't. Uh, and and so we're... we're Ted, Ted Kennedy's ghost could be listening, so let's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, and consequently, we're, we're doing some different things on, on, on hiatus, including um, this right here, which is a commentary on the Hudsucker Proxy, which... Uh, I think you would agree, sir, that it is something that is of influence to the good place. I would agree. I mean, between the bureaucracy that uh, takes place in the opening scenes mm-hmm. to the pneumatic tubes, mm-hmm. um, I, um, it's just design-wise and somewhat influenced by, um, I think, plays a full influence onto the show, which is why we chose this movie. Correct. Plus, it's a damn fine film. It is. It is. And for kids. Yes, you, you know, know for, for kids. kids, this actually was my gateway into into Coen the Coen Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the first Coen Brothers film I saw was. I I think that the first one might have been Raising Arizona. See, I get I get shit for that because Raising Arizona was not my gateway. And Hudsucker is a great film. It's one yeah. of my all time favorites. As far as I think, it's one of the most underrated Coen Brothers films. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know both. While it has some influence on The Good Place, I think that you could also argue that movies by like Howard Hawks and uh, and you know stuff with Rosalind Russell and and Preston Sturgis for Preston sure. Preston Sturgis, yeah, that's who who um, who did His Girl Friday? Wasn't that Howard Hawks? That was Hawks. Yeah. Okay. And I always um, I think it's because of this movie I saw that. Um, I mean, there's some Capra in there too. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's because of this movie, like I saw that Solomon's Travels. Um, I'm trying to think of um, was it the Miracle at Morgan's Creek? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where um, where I saw some of Sturgis's films and screenplays, and ultimately it led me to like Billy Wilder, which mm. um, big influence on I, I, I me. Period. I I just love Billy Wilder. Yeah, no, um, I mean, what's not to love? Yeah. So because we're gonna do a straight ahead commentary, we're gonna cut our normal shenanigans up at the top here <laughs> keep them to a minimum and save them all for the commentary of the film which in the spirit of things <laughs> the shenanigans will be sprinkled throughout there we go <laughs> uh it's gonna be uh if you'd like to to sync up the the if you're gonna watch along with us let's say um so we're gonna play 
from the the Warner Brothers intro, um, and you can probably hear it in the background. I'll start over at the beginning. Yeah, the old school uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, we go. But we didn't want to be annoying and have it come straight through a line, uh, so you're hearing it in... All right, so... <laughs> it's a, a time we're an entertainment company. Before we were a huge media conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so if you want to sync up, at this point, we've gotten past the initial... Uh, Warner Brothers intro and then the Warner Brothers logo and we're starting in three two one now now <laughs> so these are the title sequences indeed yeah so um I did um however bring my uh so my wife uh God bless her soul uh, uh, <laughs> God bless her. Um, for Christmas, got me a coffee table book on the Coen Brothers, um, which is very thorough. <laughs> and if we are nothing but here but thorough. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah so we're known um, for our scholarly efforts. Yeah. So it does have some commentary on um, the film. I can interject spontaneous trivia. That's clearly a model, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember because so Warner Brothers had invested like a crap ton of like it's probably the highest budgeted Coen Brothers movie at the time. Really? I think they because Joel Silver put his money behind it. Okay. Like, and he and he's the guy who produced like all the Matrix movies. Gotcha. And this is like their big Hollywood movie. Um, I remember seeing like HBO had like a their first look behind the scenes sort of thing, mm-hmm. and they were showing people like constructing the models of the cityscape and of the oh, Hudsucker really? building. Huh. Um, and there's even like watching it last night. There are some moments where you can tell like this is clearly a very huge, elaborate New York set. Gotcha. Well, you know something interesting is that. It just now occurred to me that two of my favorite Tim Robbins films are narrated by African Americans. What's the other one? Shawshank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, what are your feelings on Bull Durham, though? Not narrated by an African American. Right, but what are your feelings of the movie in general? I love uh, it's a great movie. I love Bull Durham. And what is your feelings? On, I, I should know this, but what are your feelings on Howard the Duck? <laughs> I'm less fond of Howard the Duck. <laughs> I don't remember at the age of eight thinking that movie sucked as much as it did. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think I watched in retrospect. It like, in retrospect, I think I watched it like a few. I mean, it had two years ago. It had like, a, 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 a great scenes of of uh, Leah Thompson. <laughs> Some bestiality might have been involved. A little bit duck on duck on Leah action. <laughs> duck on Leah action. Hmm. 
So obviously titles. Is this is this um, Carter Burwell? No, this particular theme is not. Um, I know the theme. Yeah, is not something that Carter Burwell composed. Okay, it's like a classical piece. Oh really? All right, it sounds like right up. His like everything alley. else is, but huh? Um, so for the in case you're not following along, um. Tim Robbins is going to jump off a building at midnight on. Yes. Because they got a thing called the rat race. They're going to. Yeah. They're going to clue us in. Yeah. Muncie. It's Indiana, right? Correct. Okay. I never noticed <laughs> the, hand. the hands on the Muncie College logo. Yes. Yeah. Go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> This might have been where I developed my crush on Jennifer Jason Lee, though. Mm-hmm. As we were watching this last night, and um, so there's the rotating board of job listings, and uh-huh. I chuckle at some of what the listings are, like uh, <laughs> Longshoreman, um, yeah, and, Pinboy, uh, <laughs> um, yes. Jackhammer, yeah. <laughs> And uh, Kristen's like, is this what it's like for you? Like, searching oh, for oh, boy. jobs on Indeed? Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And replied, third, what did that say? Third base coach? Was that yeah. one of them? Sign painter. Sandhog. Card shark. <laughs> <laughs> you have to admire his boldness, though. Indeed. To, um, to be looking at... To be going on a bus from Muncie, Indiana to... Yeah. Oh, and to have um, Emilio think he's going to get the business executive position. Mm-hmm. But you can see his mind being blown by all of the experience needed. Mm-hmm. Is there a, there's there's got to be a high uh, high definition print of this out there somewhere. Right? I looked for it yesterday. Nothing on Blu-ray. Nothing on Blu-ray. Interesting. So um, so we were joking yesterday. Even in like a cone box set or something. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Warner Brothers has like this is always the outlier of all. That's unfortunate because it's such a it's such a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. It deserves a high definition transfer. Yeah, it's true. So when I looked for it yesterday, mm-hmm. um. I almost didn't find it to begin with because the Zia and Camelback, um, which, by the way, I love Zia and Camelback. This is not a, a slight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's a butt coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have a range where dramas are under feature films. Okay. So it, I was misled thinking like, oh, all the movies are in alphabetical order. Uh, you had to not go to comedy, I'm a assuming. separate comedy section. You yeah. Know. So that's... Because that's a little ridiculous, though, because comedy's a feature film. That doesn't make sense. Right. Exactly. That's why I was like, and then I joked, like, oh, where is it, Jared? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't see the... The brilliant Charles Durning. Oh, man. Just, like, the way the he lets his face change like that. Mm-hmm. Going from the smile to the recognition that he's about to, you know, step <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Take a step outside. Mm-hmm. 
The future is now. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it's talking about how like Selma's about circles. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. it is, isn't it? Yep. Kind of like Jeremy Bear Me. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Mm. Spoiler. Mm. Spoiler, guys. A little, little bit, sorry. Yeah. Way but that go, one's Jared. been spoiled. Yeah. I am curious about me and Tyler's new uh, podcast concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He seems too nice to go through with it, though. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> he apologizes to the band for anything he may have said that offended them on the Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's just—he's one of the best character actors of all time. Mm-hmm. He is. I'm trying to think of um, well, he's been in some Newman movies. I think he's, but I like um. So this movie also started my love of um, pocket watches for a brief moment. Oh yeah, I think that was a '90s thing, though. I think everyone did pocket watches in the for a 90s. little bit. Yeah, so I had like the long. Everybody chains. could get one at Fossil. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then there's the dude's eyebrows. Oh, yeah, the dude's eyebrows. But man, I love his like getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a like a cat, like mm-hmm. getting their back legs ready. <laughs> it's like he's going at noon. He's not picking up much speed though. No. There he goes. So. He's taking the long way down. He is, and um, well, the, maybe the short way down. I think this started like something, like a trend in movies of like the of the the long fall. Yeah, that's a big building. I had never seen this before. <laughs> it's very cartoon. It's very Bugs Bunny-ish. It is. It is. It's absolutely. I think the only Oof. time I had. <laughs> yeah. the, the guy shaking his head like, yeah Ugh. but like i've never seen anything like that he before. would be everywhere the yeah. impact of that that woman would have him on her face yes versus pg ah and then paul newman mm-hmm. but i hadn't seen anything like that cartoonish mm-hmm. before until probably hoofgrind roger rabbit oh sure yeah when, when there's actually cartoons in it it's such it's just such a beautifully stylized movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is um like the Art Deco. Yeah. Like there was like a big Art Deco thing in the early 90s too. I was thinking about like the Rocketeer. And what I love is that also you did not see him at the table. Mm-hmm. He was not at the table. He's just <laughs> <laughs> This entire sequence. Yeah. Just gonna not talk. (laughs) I mean, they had to have cast for the interesting faces, right? Oh, yeah. Because. Except for his last one. (laughs) (laughs) When the president, chairman of the board, and owner of 87% of the company's stock drops. 44 floors. 45. Counting the measure. 
What exactly is the disposition of where it's done? Well, as you know, HUD left no will, it had no family. The company bylaws are quite clear in that event. His entire portfolio will be converted into common stock and will be sold over the counter as of the first of the fiscal year following his demise. Meaning? Well, meaning simply that wearing stock and control of the company will be made available to the public January 1st. Do you mean to say that any slob in a smelly t-shirt will be able to buy hot sucker stock? <laughs> the company bylaws are quite clear. My God, you're out of Applying the one percent here, <laughs> right? How soon before HUD's paper hits the market? January 1st. 30 days, four weeks. A month at the most. <laughs> One month. To make the blue chip investment of the century look like a round trip ticket on the Titanic. We play up the fact that HUD is dead. Long live the HUD. It's working already. So if memory serves, mm -hmm. I was looking at the box here. I think this is either the first or the second movie that um, Roger Deakins lends for the Coen brothers. I think Fink was the first. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I believe Fink is the first. Yeah, because Seinfeld did Miller's Crossing. Um, right, yes. Right, which is, or I like to refer to it as the hat movie. <laughs> I mean, so... They were just on such a run. I mean, Miller's Crossing, mm -hmm. Barton Fink, this film. I mean, and they, you know, then they get Fargo after that, but it's... Those three films, for me, are probably my favorites. That well, run. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I think this is considered... Well, they're perhaps their most stylized movies as well. Yeah. Well, I think... Um, Come After back. a period. Well, first, I, need to, I have worked in the mailroom before. And, <laughs> and they dock you! <laughs> and this is um, not as a the Dan Aykroyd type character here. Right, yeah. Um, this is not unlike any mailroom I've ever worked in before. <laughs> and they dock you! Yeah, and they dock you. Um, anyways, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't fitting. Nope. <laughs> but, so, I mean, there's Raising Arizona, and then there's Miller's Crossing. Mm -hmm. Then there's Barn Fink. Mm -hmm. Pretty much like within a year of each other. Yeah, very close together. Mm -hmm. And then there's this. Right. Which you and I like, but I don't think... Um, I think for many people who view the whole canon, uh -huh. I think this is, other than maybe their mid-aught period, they consider this a low point. Which, I mean, when you have so much to choose from. But, I mean, low points for them are the Lady Killers. I, I think the man who wasn't there is kind of meh. 
Uh, it has its moments. But, oh, okay. You know, it's um, people like to refer to that um, certain movies as their secret favorites. Okay, I would say Man Who Wasn't There is a secret favorite. I, you know what, I I like the Man Who Wasn't There. It's mm. it's it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's as good as this. I mean, I'm not. It's been a while, but I just remember how much I love Gandolfini in that movie. Sure, yeah, and how stylized that movie was. How it was it's like very this. stylized. It's the. I mean, like that a, was the one that came out after uh, Big Lebowski, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, I was also thinking, um, as we're here in the mailroom still, mm-hmm. this is clearly um, takes the that version of Hell. In oh a good yes, place. yeah. Oh yeah, very much. Oh, moment of silence. Mm. Thank you for your kind attention. This moment has been duly noted on your time card. It will be deducted from your pay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this one co-written with Sam Raimi? Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, so to answer your question. Yeah. So before after So after Big uh after Big Lebowski was the man who wasn't there, that's correct. Okay, so that was correct. Or no, um Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh Brother Where Art Thou came after Big Lebowski? Yep. And that was the man who wasn't there. No kidding. Yeah. I did not remember it that way. Mm-hmm. Which were your feelings on that movie? Oh, brother? Yeah. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. See, I was the first moment where I liked George Clooney. Yeah. I mean, I've always liked him, ER. Eh, I never helps. got into... I, I got into ER later, but yeah. I didn't enjoy it at the time. Yeah. I, um... Hey, yo, boss! <laughs> you know I'm busy! <laughs> Think you can handle a blue letter? This letter was sent down this morning by the big man himself. That's right. It's like, I know it's not, but that looks like Dick Miller from the Gremlins movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that means you got to put it right in Musburger's hands. No secretaries, no receptionists, no colleagues, no excuses. Musburger! <laughs> oh. This guy. Yeah. It's the name of Steve Buscemi's character in the hotel in Barnfink, though. Uh, I don't recall his name. Uh, yeah. But he was like an elevator operator in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, see. You get it, buddy? Say, buddy. Mrs. Decline, up to nine. Mrs. Dell, personnel, Mr. 1137. Walk down, ladies and gentlemen. Please step to the rear. Here comes a gargantuan Mr. Greer. <laughs> <laughs> Say, buddy, who's the most liquid businessman on the street? Wearing Hudsucker. <laughs> 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 you get it, buddy? It's a pun. <laughs> the sting uh, is perfect. I, I've um I've watched Oh Brother um a couple times since, and I don't know if it, like I like it. 
Um, it's no inside Lewin Davis. That guy. Um, but, um, I think it was just popular because of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's a fantastic soundtrack. Um, but I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, and now that I'm thinking about it, they actually have more period pieces than they have pieces that take place in modern times. It's true. Even even Lebowski is, is very much, well, you it's know. A, it's technically a period piece. It is, because it's after the first war with, Ira- and with Iraq. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, like, there's Plot Simple, takes mm-hmm. place in modern times. It does, yeah. But, I mean, you could argue, Blood Simple doesn't seem to have a time period necessarily. No, it is timeless. Yes. One of the, you have an one of the greatest debuts, yeah, of all time. <laughs> See, in that shot, uh-huh. clearly the influence of Sam Raimi. Yes, very much so. And I think, was it Joel, I think, was an editor on Evil Dead 2? Uh, I believe so, yeah, yes. that's how you guys... They had worked together before on a film that did not do so... Oh, uh, Crime Wave? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, um... It's something. <laughs> it's not it's bad it's not bad but I guess the studio the producers really messed with it ah uh, yeah I read that as well it did film mostly around Detroit um so it was I recognize many of the locations that they filmed that He's so good in this. Better be good. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, sir. I've got something for you from the mail with my first if I could just a minute or two if you're very It's Yeah. So what does <laughs> what does Hudsucker do? Has it ever established? Well, they're industries, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that um, it's referenced in Raising Arizona. Yes. It's the company that Nicolas Cage works for. Right. So obviously we know that in the Cohen universe has outlasted. Right. <laughs> right. It, it moves beyond this hiccup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's not a hiccup. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Do you not like cigars? Uh... 
Uh, you know what? I used to smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to have somebody place something in your mouth like that. Mm-hmm. It's just very odd. Well, to have someone shove a phallic symbol in your mouth is never... No. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a layer. It is. Yeah. <laughs> You're from the basement, aren't you? And weren't blessed with much education. Oh, I am a college graduate. But you did not accept your studies. Well, uh, I made Dean's List uh, at the Monthly College of Business Administration. Oh, uh, and your friend, thank God, you sure. Get your feet off my desk. Get out of my office. I leave your apron in the locker room. Oh my god. The Homestead contract. We've been working on that deal for four years. Get out of here, I'll take care of it. Get out of here. The visual gags here are uh, just incredible because he's also out of water by the time he gets over there. Yeah. Not unlike the visual gags in The Good Place. Right. Yes. Or um, uh, Barry, for that matter. <laughs> one of the things I liked about Barry in the beginning that kept me watching were the visual oh, yeah. gags. And his leg is fine. His leg is fine. Yes. Because it's movie fire. Yes. <laughs> Better than any fire. And there's the rest of the contract. <laughs> oh, John Polio. <laughs> yes. The late great. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So, are we okay to say, assume that if this is, uh, if this were, it, Norville is clearly the Jason in this scenario? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much. Jason and I a wacky corporate adventure. Well, Musburger is is the is Michael, but like evil oh, yeah. Michael. Yes, like he's truly evil. 
Well, and so too is Taylor, who gives him the double stitch anyway. Yeah. Because he's such a nice guy. Yeah. It works out the cigar. That um <laughs> that thing in the background. Uh-huh. It's clearly a reference to um uh Diego Rivera's painting. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the Taylor. Uh huh. All the laughing. All the laughing. To make it clear, Tim Robbins is laughing with them. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, while they're laughing at him. I always forget it's him. Yes. So why don't you just give me a story on it? <laughs> right. Stiffest charts they never saw in the newspaper. I read this morning's edition of the Argus, and let me tell you something. I'd wrap a fish in it. I'd use it as kindling. I'd turn my poodle on it if he wasn't a French poodle and walk off through the pages of Paris Soir. I love this scene. <laughs> I say that a lot. I don't want excuses. I want results. Yeah. <laughs> the, the dude from Dumb and Dumber. Yes. <laughs> that guy's yeah. That guy's been in a ton of stuff. Tell you when you think of your great ideas for podcasts, do you just do they just come to you, or do you set aside a portion of the day <laughs> to like? <laughs> no, they just the pearls. They just drop out of the sky. You just drop out of the sky. Oh yeah. Out there, I run. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> Idea just came. Mm. I have to run home. The guy's a phony. Phony, huh? Has a three dollar bill. Says who? Says me, Amy Archer. Why is he an idea man? Because Hudsucker says he is. What are his ideas? Why would they let anyone interview him? Five bucks says she mentions her kids. Oh man. Oh yeah. Sweet, sweet Jennifer Jason Lee. Look at the mug on this guy. The job he's doing is 
I'm payday. When will he marry? <laughs> so this movie helped uh, inform my idea of what I wanted to be as a journalist. Oh with yeah, the pork pie hats and the cigarettes. And yeah, well, going to grab a you're, highball. You're about fifty years too late. Yeah, there are two. There are two times where I wish I could. Uh, time periods where I wish I could live if it were not this hellscape that is our own. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. The late fifties when journalists got to wear the press. So if if it were like if it were like uh, the high fidelity top five yeah. list of careers, well, it'd be a the late seventies when like all the bands that I love, yeah, are are there and I get working for Rolling Stone, and you get free records, shit ton of free yes, records, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, fucking Nick Hornby stole my goddamn idea. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that'll happen when you're a great writer like that. Yeah. But also it would be this period of time when... Oh, yeah, for sure. This would not be the first of fart jokes in the <laughs> Yeah. Ten bucks says she's looking for a hand up. Twenty bucks says not he is she don't find me. She's looking for a mark. Sits down and orders a light lunch. How will she pay for this lunch? She looks to her purse. No money. You don't look wise, Lou. Here come the waterworks. Old faithful. The elbow jab. He's concerned. She explains her predicament and the light lunch. God's cheese. Adenoids. Lombago. Now, this is on it. Uh-huh. He ain't biting me. She's losing it. <laughs> you don't look wise. <laughs> All this out. He's getting away. She better think fast. She isn't. She is. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Promo. Promo. 
I just have to assume Bromo is anti-gas. Yeah, it's like uh, like an Alka-Seltzer kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that it's guy. Like, it's like the scene in um, Election mm. where the jander <laughs> busts out Matthew Broderick all as a long, long game revenge plot. Yes. <laughs> for dumping <laughs> old Chinese food. <laughs> so I'm going to take a good place break here. Sure. So I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, another you know parallel. He's actually going to pass out. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another parallel is that um, these are clearly people who aren't who they say they are. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, the only person who is who they say they are is Musburger. He's. A, well, I, mean, I think I would argue Barnes is who he says he is. Well, at some point he becomes something he isn't. Yes. Um, but I think he's trying to... I think he's putting out an act right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he isn't... <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a shave and a haircut. Sure. He's... Yeah, he's trying to play down the country bumpkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's clearly... Well, she's on a number of levels not who she says she is. Right. Like, she's not saying she's... <laughs> she's clearly not a reporter. But she's clearly having identity issues she wants to fit in with be the boys. Yes, yeah. The hand logo that is the mascot mm-hmm. of the Muncie School of Business Administration. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel most of my appointments this afternoon, and I'm gonna get you a job right here at the hut. Oh no, really? Just don't bother with banking. It's the easiest thing in the world. Matter of fact, I know where a vacancy just came up. Mailroom. It's all getting over. <laughs> Good afternoon to you. This is Normal Bar. Barnes, where the hell have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Graphic machine? Me, me. 
just don't know how to thank you, Mr. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! <laughs> What's the sign say? Is it interesting? Guys, got whiskers on it. <laughs> so we were talking earlier. Okay, I love the way the oh, giant yeah. board for the crossword puzzle. Oh yeah. Watching with Kristen last night. Yeah, she guessed it. <laughs> emu. It's an emu. Yeah. She's like, no, it's not. It's emo. I mean, yeah, the newsroom is very clearly... Oh yeah. Well, I mean, both I, the I, the newsroom and the mailroom are very much, you know, in the style of of the Billy bad Wilder place. Yeah. Well, they're in yeah. the style of the bad place. Exactly. These big corporate things that. So we're looking at the skyline here. Mm-hmm. So there's something here from this book that was lovingly purchased for me as a gift. Mm-hmm. Um. So it says that. Um, the Manhattan skyline caressed by Roger Deakins' camera is one of 24-scale model that required its own soundstage. Huh. The Cohen screed, screen really scouts 1982 sci-fi thriller Blade Runner doing pre-production to get a sense of how the best depict the sprawling self-contained in artificial universe. Interesting. And the vision is no less otherworldly than Scott's. Um, so, and it's a deliberate mashup. Of aesthetics ranging from Art Deco, obviously, right, to Albert Speer to Frank Lloyd Wright, and of course German Expressionism, such as Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Mm. So, I, I thought it smacked a little bit of of uh, Burton's Batman too. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that was only two years removed from that. So. I think it was at least five, because like Batman's like eighty nine. Batman's eighty nine. This is ninety four. This is ninety four. Yeah. I don't know why I put it in ninety one. Twenty five years. Okay, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> for this one movie D- is twenty five years old. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, and talking about like people who are who they say they are, uh huh, like. In reference to Norville, he's mm-hmm. a vessel of pure uh, adult raid yearning and such closer kin to the dim bulb dreamers in the films of Preston Sturgis, mm-hmm. whose ironic, capricious worldview informs the Hudsucker proxy 
more flooded than Kepler's forceful moralism. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the key to Rodney's performance as Norval is that he makes him fully recognizably corruptible, which in turn leads to the the pathos or pathos or to his fears that he might be a fraud. <laughs> so he's in good place. He would be. Um, yeah, he's Jason. He, he's got elements of cheaty too, though. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> Which uh, speaking of cheaty. Guess mm-hmm. what comes out tomorrow? Midsummer. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Jennifer Jason Lee character is. Is is the Emily? I mean, not the em- Eleanor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Probably dresses in men's clothing. Swaps drinks with the guys in the local watering hole. Hopping off to some smooth talking heel in the newsroom. They biff or smoocher or... Smoocher. Otherwise, why wouldn't they print her picture next to her byline? Maybe she puts her work with her personal appearance. That's exactly what she tells herself. You and I both know she's a dried up, bitter old man. Oh boy. <laughs> it's so funny he's so close to figuring this all out uh-huh <laughs> and doesn't yeah obviously right ray of five lights come on yep The way that it shows the routine and the drudgery and the and the industrialism, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, it's very. As I think about more, it does it does definitely take a, a page from Metropolis. Yeah. Well, and so I think that this is how it does influence the Good Place in that the way that it's filtered because, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Sure it must have of seen this i mean i'm sure he's also uh, i i don't know i i, I say i'm sure I, like i know the guy but i I'm, I'm sure he's you know also seen the originals but oh yeah you know i know i know what you're saying his stylized version of this smacks of the coen brothers stylized yeah. version of this i think you're i think you're straight right on when when how's booking coming with getting him on the show <laughs> I'll, I'll have my people contact his people. I thought your people already contacted him. I'm my people, yeah. so no. <laughs> so I mean, I follow him on Twitter. Do you want me putting like a DM him or something? Uh, I think you can only do that if he follows you back. <laughs> so I know maybe I can tag him in something. You're more likely to be able to BM Michael Shore than you are DM Michael Shore. Okay. <laughs> See I what mean, I did there. I'm planning. I'm planning the series, our, our podcast finale. Okay. So I feel when like, Michael Shore is on the podcast. Yes. In my in my imagined ambitious finale for the show, which sadly is coming sooner than I realized. Right. We do get Ted Danson, and um, and Kristen Bell. Maybe, but she's probably busy doing um, her husband's podcast. Her husband's podcast or um, Veronica Mars. Maybe uh, again. Yeah. So. But um, 
Kristen Bell has a hand in making my favorite internet thing a bigger thing. What's that? So, um, a animator from the, I think it's Leica Studio, the people who produced Coraline and a few Adult Swim things. Okay, yeah. Um, she put together a thing called the Tiny Chef Show, which is pretty much a cute little green dude who wears an apron and makes vegan food, <laughs> um, like vegan apple pies, like in okay. a ball cap. It's delightful. <laughs> and he sings like disco songs and... Apparently he made a deal with they made a deal with Ron Howard last week and Kristen Bill had a hand in it, huh? Because she's like a huge fan. She puts it on her Instagram all the time. So, likes everything that they do. It's interesting. Um, it's pretty much my favorite thing on the internet. Okay, I'll so, have to check it out. It might be too cute for you though. Maybe it may give you hope. I don't want that. Wait, hang on now. Smart, but then I figured it out. They did it because they figured young normal for an imbecile, like some other people I know. <laughs> now, why on earth would the board want a nitwit to be president? Because they look piggerets. He's trying to inspire panic, make that stock cheap, so they can snitch it So we were discussing last night as we were watching this. Mm-hmm. Some things that don't went jive. What's that? Well, for one, the mystical Negro trope. How does that not, I mean... Because it's too much Stephen King, or what? Well, it's like he's clearly like he's like. Forgive me, I'm going to sound ignorant here, but there's like the like when a black character is there to like give it like whimsy, and he's clearly working in a clock tower, mm-hmm. like it. It's not. Yeah, I'm gonna take that because I need it to. Yeah, for the guitar there. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. That's a, it gives me something to do with my hands. <laughs> I, I can give you a pen. <laughs> it's not something that I, from what I'm to understand, it's not a, it's not a cliche that is liked amongst the African American community. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, understandable. Yeah. He is one of the best characters in the film, though. <laughs> I mean. It's also a tribute. Yeah. And then, of course, there's calling Marvel calling her dried up old maid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The using the poor guy, they're depressing the stock, so they can buy it cheap. It's pure speculation. Why they have my butt in a satchel? Sanchez, but. I know. In fact, that's what they have my butt in. The stock's cheap, Archie. What are they waiting for? I don't know. Amy Sanchez are usually pretty good, Chief. You don't know if you <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. No. <laughs> he, no, it is pure speculation. Yeah, she, yeah. she needs evidence. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. He deserved that. Yeah. She needs someone mm, on the back record. Back off, Moocher. Yeah. I know this because occasionally I dabble in journalism. <laughs> <laughs> 
A gala befitting a Tahani. <laughs> Do you know him? <laughs> he can't say mimeograph. <laughs> the pain look on his face. managed to uh, write write something that was actually one of the top viewed articles in Phoenix this week on the New Times. Site. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? Oh, it's the review, the the McCartney review. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Congrats, man. I mean, did you go to that show? Uh, you know what? I might have done. Yeah, yeah, might have yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> so many stereotypes. He's Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Gallagher was hot because still hot because I mean sex lives and videotape 
Great movie. Oh God. One. I I still think it's my favorite Soderbergh movie. You wouldn't be wrong. I mean, you'd be more right if it were a sight. Or I yeah I mean he's it's not that he hasn't done some good things I just think that oh, yeah. he I, in my personal opinion he never topped Sex Lies and Videotape um yeah and Spader in that movie is so good oh well yeah that's, so that's where McDowell. yeah I mean that's when you're introduced to creepy Spader yes yeah well he kind of was always creepy Spader well, yeah but he was like he was smarmy Spader <laughs> he was Smader Spader. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Neftol and I got into like a discussion about Soderberg. Um or I don't know, I guess I frequently get into discussions about Soderberg because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites so it's okay. like Coen Brothers. Sure. And um I think uh we're I don't even know where I was going with this. Shit. <laughs> I don't know just how much I like out of sight, just editing, acting, mm-hmm. Albert Brooks. Sure, oh yeah. Um I, I mean, between that, I mean, the man's got out of sight to sexualize and videotape to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, the limey is like really damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like his follow up to out of sight, mm-hmm. and I mean, oceans, whatever. That's fine too. Sure, I like I mean, the they're, first. They're one. fine. The first one's fine. Yeah, the first one's good. The third one's pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even now, like recently, I mean, there's on, uh, behind the Calabra, mm-hmm. there's um, Logan Lucky. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the Coen Brothers. I mean, Soderbergh probably wouldn't even have a career if it wasn't for like these for the Coen Brothers even like paving the way. Yeah, for the kind of indie film renaissance. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people do quite. Craig's do credit blood simple with with that. Yeah. Oh, I mean I don't I can certainly see why. Yeah. Hmm. Oh no, pardon me for saying so bad, I find it very far fetched. I love this little exchange right here. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was a gazelle and you were an antelope. Or an ibex. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Have you have you used that line before? I have never used that line. Oh man. Nor nor will I ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used a line, to be pers- perfectly honest. Oh. I'm not, I'm not, I just, I don't feel like the kind of guy that can pull off a line. Um, too much cheese. Yeah. It does sort of make you a 
like that type of guy. Like a bruh. Yeah, no. <laughs> he might as well have had fireworks go off in his eyes yeah. at that point. That's why I'm wondering, like, where are the fireworks in this? The scene in Big, uh-huh. where he comes up with like electronic comic books, and John Hurt's like, "What does it do?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does it do? What does it do? I mean, that's where like his childlike wonder comes into play here. Like, oh, only, yeah. only a ding, like only a doofus would come up with a dingus like that. <laughs> <laughs> The dingus. Of course. As president, the ultimate decision is yours. Well, I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when we were watching this last night, uh huh. Like, so throughout the movie, he shows like the circle. Yeah. And Kristen's like, "What? What's he inventing?" Ah. <laughs> uh. Not, no, I, I don't know if she saw the cover. she'd never seen it before? Yeah, she'd never seen it before. Okay. I don't know if she saw the cover when uh-huh. he's clearly but holding up a hula hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ah, the pneumatic tubes. Yes. That is an aspiration of mine to one day have a pneumatic tube system in my home. Yeah. I don't even care where it goes. I mean, I, I, just, I just want one. Clearly, it could work in this place. There we go. I can send Susu tubes with like <laughs> memos in them. The dancing dingus. <laughs> and the secretary is reading War and Peace. Peace. Yeah. Which, if this were to take place in modern times, <laughs> it would definitely be infinite chest. Oh yes. Uh, oh yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. R.I.P. The Infinite Jest Reading Group. What? Yeah, the one that we never we were supposed to mention here on the podcast, but we never, never did. did. Yeah. <laughs> now, 
So I feel like I should explain. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah. Okay, so in the book, they're saying cost is 59 cents, suggested retail is 79 cents. Guy shakes his head. He puts a one in front of the 79. Yeah. So I feel like I should explain why it, explain why it meets untimely demise. And it's your well, fault. You mean, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not your fault, really. It's, it's totally not my fault. No, it really isn't there your fault. There are plenty of other people involved. Well, well Chris had brought to my attention uh-huh. future guest host, or future guest Chris Ayers. You're, you're coming, Chris. <laughs> I, yeah, at some point. Yeah. Apparently, it's not going to be to talk about Infinite Jest, though. No. But, um, or at least not this season. He said that the location I had picked like six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, had an event. Had an event. Yeah. Which is fine. And I asked for suggestions. Uh-huh. No one, no one came forward with anything? No one came forward with anything. Then I asked for a head count to see if maybe we could go somewhere else. Uh-huh. One person stuck up their ha- their virtual ham. Okay, and I was like, and I just was like, I knew you had quit. So, and I was only on page forty. I knew other people had been struggling. I did. I it. got further than you then. So I was congratulations. on page like eighty something. Yeah. Um, like I started like, and I actually got to about page forty something. And then between McCartney's and yeah, hooties, hooties, and all these other things I did. I between really- McCartney's and hooties should be your, the name of your memoir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, between McCartney's and hooties, the Jason Kyle story. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a very short ass book. <laughs> um, I got behind, and then there's like. When did we go from like weed to? Sure. Yeah, and I just was like, "Oh, gal." I do want to remark on the fact that she finished War and Peace and was halfway through Anna Karenina Karenina. before they got to the hula hoop. Um, so I just was like, "Well, Saturday night, I know I got to take Becca to a birthday party." Yeah. And I got a lot of crap to do, and Ooh. no one seemed interested. Ooh, now it's below cost. Yeah. Two for 20. Oh, boy. Very thing purchase. All those things that spend out of an afternoon. Yeah. But look at him go. I'd also like to point out that the first five or ten minutes in the beginning of this movie implies this very long sequence, about five or so minutes. Uh-huh. No one talks. Yeah. It was like Wally before it was Wally. It was. So, yeah, I decided, well, I don't think anyone's going to go. Then so it comes to this one boy. But Chris, uh, Chris messaged me today. I'm like, did you just quit the group or you just quit reading the book? Huh. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to read the book. <laughs> I was talking to him about it on Saturday because I it was his lift to the AEIO because he was also picking up a new car that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Because he got his leaf. Yeah. Chris is going, oh my gosh, you're talking about my car. <laughs> <laughs> and like, how cool is this kid? Yeah. Who look at him go and just picked it up and yeah. figured it out. Yep. I mean, obviously he's cool. He's not in school right now. Right. And he's figured out the hula hoop pretty quickly. Yep. That boy's nothing but trouble. Now he's showing off. Yep. 
<laughs> wow. That one looks painful. Yeah. The neck one, I wouldn't do I that. I wouldn't. Not even. Ha <laughs> 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 Jacked up the price. Yay, capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, all this taking place in an afternoon. Yes. <laughs> Rockwell News presents Tidbits of Time. Tidbits of time. Tempest Fugit. <laughs> so this um, newsreel montage, mm-hmm. do you know who narrates it? Hang on. I've got this. Goodman. John Goodman. Yep. <laughs> the hula hoop. That vacuum cleaner. Good mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Have you seen Mr. Mom? Oh, yeah. Okay, it reminds me of the vacuum cleaner in that a little bit. Many times I've seen Mr. Mom. It's a great movie. It's so good. Takes on a special resonance now. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I was just um, just thinking about Martin Mull. Just don't Mull get into soap day. operas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about Martin Mull the other day. Uh huh. He, um, like, he was a musician before he was an actor. Yeah. I didn't realize. Well, like, and, well he was a comedic musician, so he, like, he was on. Like he would do musical comedy. Well, he, well, he came up with some, like he opened for like Billy Joel and Elvis yeah. Costello. Yeah, like that. There's a quote that's attributed to him, um, but singing about architecture or something. Is that his? That's his. Elvis has used that many times. Yeah, he attributes it to Martin Mull. Interesting. I didn't know who it was attributed to him. Huh? Yeah. Of course, according to Wikipedia. Okay. I should point that out quickly. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like uh, in this montage here how everything is attributed to his um his <laughs> his um his puns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going to an Illuminati meeting where they're hula hooping? No. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite part. Oh boy. Uh Mr. Box, Mr. Box, Rockus magazine has called you the most eligible bachelor of the year. And society pictures have been linking you with high fashion model Zaza. You care about that? <laughs> 
There's no truth to the rumors. We're just dear friends. Isn't that right, Sasa? And Nicole, and Nicole Smith. Smith. Yeah. How do you respond to the charges that you're out of ideas as Norval Barnes run dry? Well, not at all. But just this week I came up with several <laughs> ideas. A battery option for the lazy or the spastic. A model with extra sand for the hard of hearing. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> Speaking of that, Mr. Barnes, do you expect to get a raise? Well, by anyone's account, I single-handedly have saved hot sucker energies. Our stock is worth more now than it's ever been. So, yes, I expect to be compensated for that. <laughs> he says with eyebrows in his eyes. And yeah. I don't know about you, but have you ever had, like, a like a shave like that? Um, a straight razor? Straight razor? No. No, you know, I, just like a little bit around the um, <laughs> around um, the uh, sideburns. I, I just I wouldn't be talking. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'd be be nervous as hell. <laughs> oh, poor eyebrow guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. Newman stayed in good shape. Oh, yeah. It's all that race car. The race, yeah, and the Newman's own. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love the way yeah. he stays stuck up there for oh so long. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the squeak as he. <laughs> All right. So the kid caught away. Right now, he and his dingus are on top. <laughs> well, are you familiar with Brett Musburger? The, the sportscaster? Yeah. Every time. Can't watch this movie without thinking of Brett Musburger. <laughs> this is CBS. Isn't he the guy who, who... Who did they attribute the term Tenacious D to? Is it him or is it Marv well, I Albert? Know. I don't know. It's Marv Albert. Marv Albert? Yeah. Sure, sure. Music plays, the wheel turns, and our spin ain't over yet. <laughs> so, do you think of the Paul Newman character like um, the Mark Evan Jacobs character? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's clearly Jeff. Yeah. That is his name, right? Is it Jeff? Is it Jeff? I can't remember. Gosh darn it. Uh, somebody's. I'll get in there on Wikipedia. Oh, all right. And it's also Mark Evan Jackson. Yeah. Um, Double negative. 
We're putting away some of the dead wood. You mean you know about this? Know about it? Sure. You think the board would do anything like this without my authorization? It was my idea from the start. Your idea? Sure it was. We're in a period of transition here at Hudsucker. Things have slowed down. You're being awfully kind to yourself, Nobel Bond. Is that a Easter Island head? Yeah. ideas of life, of industry, and you haven't come up with once the hope and the reasons plain to see. You've forgotten what major ideas excited you in the first place. Was it for the fame and the wealth and the mindless adulation of would you get out of here? You two sisters, move it. Out, out, out. I've been watching you, Nobel Bonds, even though you've been trying to avoid me. Shut up. And don't think I haven't noticed how you've changed. I used to think you were a swell guy. Well, to be honest, I thought you were an imbecile. <laughs> but then I actually got you were a swell guy. A little slow, maybe. But a swell guy. Well, maybe you're not so slow. But you're not so slow either. And it looks like you're an imbecile after all. Shut up. After all. Sean. Sean, thank you. Mm-hmm. Look, I've never been dumped by a fellow before, and that hurts. <laughs> but what really hurts is watching you outrun your soul. Chasing after money and ease and the respect of a bore that wouldn't give you the time of day if you... If you... Worked in a watch factory. No, <laughs> Don't you remember how you used to feel about the hoop? You told me you were going to bring a smile to the hips of everyone in America, regardless of race, greed, or color. Finally, there'd be a thingamajig that would bring everyone together, even if it kept them apart, spatially. <laughs> you kids. No words, no. <laughs> I used to love Yes, love him. And he was just a swell kid with hot ideas that was in over his head. <laughs> now your head's too big to be in over. Gotta love the slap. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like someone from the Sopranos? I kinda looks like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean I hate to like, you know. Stereotype Italian American actors. <laughs> uh, and this is clearly and your, the montage. Yeah, this it's clearly it's, the uh, it's the Lebowski uh, dream sequence. Yeah, clearly yeah. true to sing in the rain here. Okay. Talk about this in this book that I, I have and I put away for some reason. So, and this small section here titled Sweet Dreams, which is the montage of all the dream sequences in Coen Brothers movies. Uh-huh. Norval Barnes's daydream of dancing with a beautiful woman in the Hudsucker Proxy symbolizes his aspirations mm-hmm. and also... The elusiveness of inspiration. Uh, he's clearly doing the Karate Kid crane move. By oh the way, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Looks 
I also now refer to the to Strauss. To Strauss's buzz suckers. Yes, I believe the technical term is bendy straw. Yes, but I refer to them as buzz suckers that are killing the ocean. Yeah. So Buzz is responsible for a simple elevator boy. Mm-hmm. It's killing whales. Huh? But buddy, this is the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but buddy, nobody wants a harebrained product like this. You see, Buzz, it, it lacks the creative spark, the, the unalloyed genius that made something <laughs> like, say, the. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's come full circle mm-hmm. he has become who he despised yes full circle you say yes you see what I did a there? circle that has that is round mm-hmm. like the hula hoop or the buzz sucker or the clock ah Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd like to point out that the menacing, menacing dude, his name is L Wishes. Yes. Digging up the dirt. Yep. He is outing our good friend, Norval Barnes. Mm-hmm. So, so you know it's de- it's December, yeah, <laughs> and he's golfing. Yeah, <laughs> not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, and are those uh, gophers on his golf clubs? <laughs> <laughs> they indeed are. <sighs> Jared, are you a golfing man? I am not a golfing man. Okay. Uh, mini golfing occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally, there's apparently a putt putt. Well, I, I I have been known to putt putt. Uh, I don't golf golf for real. Yeah. Oh, it seems like a rich man's sport. Indeed, and neither one of us is terribly wealthy. Yeah. I mean, all our podcast money can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. <laughs> 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 
hired this woman who kept her arm while she was making a chump out of here. <laughs> You're fired, but here's some golf tips. He's just like devastated. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look devastated in a cap like that. Yeah, he manages to pull it off. Mm-hmm. You can't print that. We are pregnant. She hits the streets this evening. And she's dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll show me he's a guy for the what's it the day I met him. My boss couldn't have invented it. Look at the man. He's an endless. <laughs> <laughs> So can we talk about how good Bruce Campbell is in this movie? He's very good. Yeah. He does he's not over the top. Yeah. You know what he's he's perfect for fifties acting, sixties acting. Yes. Yeah. It's the chin. Yeah. If it could talk. It would. The stories it could tell. <laughs> he uh Back in the in, in the nineties, back when AOL was a thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had found out uh, that Bruce Campbell was a, a I think a, either an assistant or an apprentice of my film school teacher. Oh, really? Um, and Sam Raimi had even appeared in my teacher one well, of my teacher's short films. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, really? So I um, so back in the AOL days. Uh-huh. I found I found out his email address uh-huh. and I emailed him. I said, "Hey, my teacher said you guys used to work together. I'm a big fan of yours. I uh-huh. got Evil Dead for Christmas because I did." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he wrote me back. Wow, really nice of him. Wow, it's AOL, so I don't even have a copy of it anymore. <laughs> you can't get into your AOL account anymore. Um, I don't believe that works anymore. I mean, I can. Try it. I'll find one of my old trial discs and see what happens. I might. Okay. Who is this actor? I don't know. Dr. Proffenbrummer? I think he's... Is it in the book? No. Um, are you going gonna... I'm gonna, to... I'm going to Google. All right. Do you know how to spell Dr. Proffenbrummer? I'm just going to look up Hudsucker Proxy Cast. Okay. Because I... Because the the spinny line graphic wasn't. Uh, <laughs> 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 
David Bird is his name. Oh, here comes my other favorite part. Ah, Pashemi cameo. Yep. <laughs> He's from Square as well. Okay, he was in Lost Highway as well. Huh. <laughs> He's just a character actor. I don't know, he looks very familiar. And coffee bar, man. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> uh, in his 90s goatee phase. Yeah. Back when he was in Delillo films and or mm-hmm. you know. You can see that Lawrence Fern Getty had done like a like a poetry reading in this bar. <laughs> It's pretty respectable. Second chances. <laughs> you mean like the good place? I mean, is there a show that we know that talks about this sort of thing? Oh boy. Still thinking she's a Muncie girl. Huh. Red for Muncie, a 
So the underlit montage. Yep. Definitely a Capra meet John Doe type uh-huh. thing here. Yeah, for sure. I like. I was just thinking too. Like this is, he's in Greenwich Village, starting the infatuation with uh, that type of scene. Yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah, he would later revisit in a little movie we like to call inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. There's one of these in Lebowski too. Oh yeah. It's a nightmare sequence, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The barred window boys are out looking for him now. We'll see how Wall Street likes the news that the president puts Oh, out. that's creepy. The guys in the <laughs> New Year's Eve caps yeah. on the boardroom. Well, if that's all. Hey, why don't you watch what? Hi, um, buddy. Out on the town, huh? Guess what, buddy? Mr. Musk says I can have my old job back. I deserve a second chance, he says. <laughs> <laughs> but he told me he stole that swell hope idea from me. What gives? Gee, that was a swell idea. And Sid says you stole the <laughs> It's curly gym neighbors. (laughs) He was the voice of Mr. McGee, right? Yeah. Well, was that who? No, no. It's it was the, the guy who played Thurston Howell. Yes. It's clearly the Thurston Howell type. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't at me, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chase through the streets. You know, I thought I wanted you know, put some... I kind of wish there would be a mob for any type of executive that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Engages in some Tom Flory that chases him down the street, mm-hmm. along with a guy with a giant fishing net. And yes. <laughs> to catch him. From the Looney Bin. Straight jack. Yeah. <laughs> Does not look anything like what what it was working out to be at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Cowers before his own visage. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be at work on New Year's Eve. Well, you saw his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Sid Sucker Industries. Hudburger. Must Sucker. sucker. I liked Must Sucker. 
Huh. We already know he can't make it through that way. It's the plexiglass. Yeah. Secret. Other door. His. Aww. Oh, it's his apron. Mm-hmm. Because he's going outside and mm-hmm. he's saying to keep him warm. Yeah, so the apron. The apron. He wants to go down the way he came up. Yes. So are they bad Janet and good Janet? <laughs> Except bad yeah. janitor and good janitor. Yes. <laughs> well done, sir. I Thank see what you, you did there. Yeah. Oh, one of the best yeah. parts coming up here. Say what? (laughs) (laughs) Strictly speaking, I'm nervous. (laughs) I like the idea that the clock is the. is the thing that controls time. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like the world does revolve This around. is one of my favorite parts. Yes. It just absolutely... And, you know, the way they play with reality here, again, to me, <laughs> that brilliant shot of Paul Newman. <laughs> She'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. 
He's not a bad ukulele player. It says loot, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that thing. They're all wearing them up there. <laughs> the halo. <laughs> anyway. So bad. I see you've been having some um, problems with the board. I guess Sydney's uh, putting the screws to you, huh, Norman? Norval. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 He's a balls-to-the-wall businessman. Beat you any way you can. Straight for the juggler. Very effective. Any particular reason you didn't give him my blue letter? Jesus, Norman, just a dying man's last words and wishes. No big deal. <laughs> like to point out that still snowing. <laughs> yes. Time has stopped, but, but the still snow is snowing. falling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not melting. His <laughs> hair. I'm just saying. Anyway, you want to read it? You might learn something. I keep you from jumping out any more windows. <laughs> See, and this is where this is where it goes outside the bounds of reality because both janitors are very clearly aware of what's going on and what the clock is doing. Yes. That's the little people <laughs> who control things. Yes. I will retain fond mem- mem- memories of the many years you and I have spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Standard resignation boilerplate. <laughs> go down to the second. <laughs> You'll no doubt be wondering why I've decided to end my tenure both at Hudsucker and here on Earth. Granted, from the standpoint of our balance sheet and financials, sure, sure, we're doing fine. <laughs> and in my personal sure, life, Sydney, sure. I have made grave errors. I've let my success become my identity. I have foolishly played the great man and watched my life become more and more empty as a result. My vanity drove away she who could have saved me. He sees it coming full circle. Yep. An angel who, in her wisdom, saw fit to choose you instead of I. <laughs> I would argue he dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, Next page. Next page. <laughs> <laughs> This brings me to our company, Sid, and its future. Our next president must have the liberty I have had as owner to experiment and even fall. Fail. The of the stockholders or an impatient board. The new president must be free to fall. Fail. Fail. Fall. By applying what he has learned, such as business, such as life. Accordingly, I hereby bequeath all of my shares in Hudsucker Industry to whomever you and the board shall elect as to succeed me as president. I assume this will be you, Sidney. If not, if the board should choose someone else to be the new president, then... then Up to the toenails! That'll show the bastard! Now, Turning's in Tootsie, too, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. He has the crush on Lee Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. Great film. Yes. Ooh. There you go, the false teeth. 
Wishes. Is she drinking with a stirring with a pencil? Yeah, stirring with a pencil. At the juiceteria. <laughs> it's a juice and coffee bar, man. Whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Our teens are for squares, man. <laughs> So everybody got a second chance. Yeah. Well, it's up for, you know, Musburger. Musburger. And so began 1959. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you learned that Norville owned the company, old Sidney was upset at first. It's a good thing Dark Brown from Brenner was there. Because <laughs> he was able to keep Sidney from harming his old self. He prescribed a long rest in the, sana- in the sanatorium. <laughs> In the booby hatch. Mimeograph. Rule with wisdom and compassion. I started dreaming up them exciting new ideas again. You know, for kids. I had the boys down at Arden. Ha! Yeah, Frisbee. And that's the story how Norville Bonds climbed away. Not counting the mezzanine. <laughs> yeah, not counting the mezzanine. Oh, well, this is back when they were still splitting their their duties. Yeah, of, uh, directed by and produced by. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that. That, well, that was is, lovely. That is Hudsucker Proxy. Um, I mean, we can wrap up I, with... Uh, it, it's very stylistically, very clearly stylistically close to um, to The Good Place. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of the... It's it's very also clear that that the humor and 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 uh, law wordplay, well, yeah, is 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 influenced by the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you know we've 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 mentioned the mix of of uh, we've mentioned the influence of Albert Brooks mm-hmm. with uh, defending your life, and now the influence of Hudsucker with uh, and the Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the uh, heavenly theme that also uh, permeates through this. Yes, right, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 A kind of benevolent wearing Hudsucker came down and bestowed upon Norval Barnes. Mm-hmm. The company stuck. Mm-hmm. Clearly not a Catholic because he committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Mormon for that matter. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, brilliant. I I don't understand how people consider this the low point of the Coen Brothers oeuvre. It must be the people who've never seen the Lady Killers because I I mean there are parts of that movie I enjoy like I enjoy every parts of jk simmons yeah. yeah jk simmons is by far the um the high point for me and I, I was mentioning too that um uh the editor played by um john mahoney yeah uh was clearly the inspiration for j Jonah jameson's his take on j Jonah jameson in the spider-man movies which oh Sam yeah Man directed well i mean yeah it's it's they're the the typical you know tough uh fast talking no nonsense uh jerky uh newspaper head yeah why don't you give me that story on j Edgar hoover when will he marry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's great. And so this is our first actual like proper commentary. Yeah. Uh we were probably too silent and laughing at too much of it, but I actually uh, think we talked too much. You think we talked <laughs> Well, I, you know what? I think we did all right. People will have to let us know. Yep. Yep. So for quite instas and twitters and emails yeah. and Well, I did put out, walk the fort, mm-hmm. what the fork pod. I did I did put out yesterday that we were watching this movie mm-hmm. for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So We'll pop the feelers again, saying, "Hey, had to uh, rent this fine motion picture from your favorite streaming streamer streaming service, or or pick up a copy at your local Zia Records. Yes, mm-hmm. so or wherever you buy great books Bookmans, or movies, whatever. And, yeah, 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 for sure. So cool. Well, this is enjoyable. Yes, it was. I enjoyed watching this movie again. It's just like I'm back in. And until next time, grade. Fork Buddies." Keep it sleazy. <laughs> Take it sleazy. God damn it. <laughs> One of us always gets it wrong the first time. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs>This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.